Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today is that end of the month stories of high strangeness. Kind of looking forward to it because I actually have a little story from my uh, brother-in-law. Sweet. Yeah. And one of our uh, listeners, Christian, also sent Slash us- previous guest. Previous guest, yes. Uh, sent us an email about a story- and uh, he wanted us to share that with you all as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Actually got some stories that weren't from Reddit. There's nothing wrong with ones from Reddit. but No, no, of course I not. mean, it's always nice when you guys send in your stories. We always appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, we can't wait to read them. So please keep sending in your stories. You know, even if it's – if you're like, oh, well, they're just short. Okay, send us, like – three little short stories, whatever, or we can just fill it in with, you know, other stories. Not a problem. Just send it, send in what you got. Or even if you feel it's not paranormal, uh, like our guest in a couple of weeks, our mother, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought that her, her stories weren't paranormal enough, but we still made an hour and a half long episode out of her. I don't know if it's going to be an hour long. We talked for like an hour and a half, almost two hours, I think. So it's at least a solid hour, if not hour and 10 yeah so if you guys feel like it's not paranormal send it in anyway we'll discuss and we'll 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 i guess we could talk about like do you well i don't know do you think it's paranormal or you know or (laughs) we'll discuss it we we always want to hear your stories uh every uh, we get it a lot that oh my stories aren't good enough they're good enough trust me like Everybody we've ever had on that says, oh, my stories aren't good enough. They always end up being, you know, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? It's the end of the episode. That's the episode, guys. Missing time. (laughs) Missing time. Just kidding. (laughs) Imagine. That would be crazy. Uh, All right. So uh, do do you want to, do you have anything you want to? Update or anything? Yeah. Um, do I not, not really, I don't think. Like, I feel like there actually is something, but I can't think of it. Did I spend the night at somebody's house? Yeah, dad's house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something that I can kind of talk about. Totally forgot. Did did you talk about it with mom? Like on mom's episode or not? No, because I hadn't done it yet. I did it after. Oh, okay, right. So, okay, yeah. So, talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, I it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> um, so I usually have trouble sleeping. Um, not gonna lie, did bring some wine, like especially for like the first night, because I'm like, okay, have a few glasses of wine, I'll be able to knock out and sleep peacefully. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty tired and like I, I did still wake up in the middle of the night. Like it never without fail. I always wake up um, at Three least o'clock. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't even bother. No, like because I know that if I check my clock, like it's going to freak you out. Three, yeah, it's going to be three o'clock. Um, so, no, I don't bother looking. Although my dumbass stacked the pillows on the chair to look like a fucking human, like an idiot. So yeah, I did have like a mild panic attack when I rolled over and like thought someone was sitting in the chair. Uh, so that was my bad, but that was not paranormal. That was just my stupidity. Um, but I, yeah, I slept all right, I guess, other than like still waking up. 
but the second night, the second night, I was like falling asleep on the couch and was like, oh, I'm going to knock out as soon as I get into bed. And uh, I made the mistake of getting on my phone and like scrolling through social media and stuff and woke that myself scary up. scary shit come that came out? No, no, no. I just, I just like, you know, I guess with the light, even though it switches over like after eight o'clock or something to like the uh, warm light. Mode. Yeah. It's still, I don't know. I was more alert and awake. And then, and then I felt the same feeling that I always felt of like, someone's watching, someone's in the room. Like I could, and, and it's always like towards the door. Like if I have my back facing the, the window, I still kind of mm-hmm. feel it, but it's not as bad. But if I flip the other way, it's like, I, they're like right on my back. Near, like they're yeah. definitely like on that side of the bed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like just whole, you know, the child moves of like, pulling the sheets over your head or like covering your face with the pillow. And I had a, I brought Ratita, my dog. Her name's Aria, but she looks like a little rat. Possum she's like thing. Possum squirrel. <laughs> but, with uh, no tail. <laughs> with no tail. Yeah. Um, but so I brought her with me cause like I did not want to sleep in the room by myself. <laughs> so I uh, uh, like picked her up and like put her like right by my side. So she'd be like right in my face. So I could blame that feeling like on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then, so the next day we recorded and then before we came back up to Austin, I went around the house and like uh, cleansed, but we opened up the windows and stuff. And like, of course, and I'm not saying this is paranormal, but it's like what my dad said. I was like, stop fucking around. Um, so uh, I went back into, I was like lit the sage, went back into grandma's room essentially. And um was just going to kind of like sit and like meditate for a second or just kind of ground myself before I started doing that. And again, because the window is open, the door just like slammed shut in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. And I like got back up and I was and like, you know, that like nervous laughter and you're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, like I-, I know it was the wind, but it was still scary. And then dad's like, <laughs> oh, it was, the, it was the, the ghost or the demon like, oh, I'm coming to take your soul. And I was like, dad shut the fuck up like <laughs> literally about to like cleanse the house and he's i was like it's not not the joke i want to hear right now um but i mean i've i went you know around God, the my, house sorry my cats are fucking going crazy outside of the door i don't know why they decide they want to play in the door of right course, now but of course. <laughs> yeah so if you guys hear slamming door slamming it's it's my cat it's not a it's ghost not guys not a ghost uh yeah that's what i told myself too no i'm just kidding <laughs> um no, but I mean, I, I yeah, did a cleanse, like nothing, nothing really, you know, remarkable happened. I think Ruth got a headache, but that could also just be because sage, sage is so very like, overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and, and the one that I brought, because it's not a bundle and it's more like loose leaf, like it mm. really like catches and smokes. Yeah. Um, but I will say, surprisingly the two spots that i felt i don't want to say uncomfortable but like it just like actually felt something i guess where um the garage and the the other bedroom not even not necessarily grandma's room mm-hmm. the den area um, yeah the den uh but but it like it, i think yeah, it's just it, that that like area uh you know feels very like muffled and closed off a little bit yeah, because like, uh, 
the time that I, like I, like I said, that time that I, I don't know if I talked about it, but uh, when dad and Ruth were gone, I was going to give Fluffy her medication and stuff like that. Um, one of the nights I went kind of late um, and I couldn't find Fluffy, but I guess she had gone right. under, under the bed in dad's room. Uh, and I kept calling and calling and calling for her, but she wouldn't, you know, come out or, you know, or anything. So I went to go check the room to see if she was in, in, in what was grandma's room. And I turned off the light and like I was, as a, as I was walking to the other room, I just kind of felt like I was being watched by somebody. And I, I felt like it was from that room, but I also felt un, kind of uneasy going into the other room. And so I like just peeked in real quick, you know, turned off the lights and yeah. just walked. And I was like, I walked to the door. I was like, all right, Fluffy, you don't want to come out. I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I left because I just started feeling kind of uneasy. <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, the, the little hall with like the the two pe- two bedrooms on either side. I mean, like I said, I, I definitely felt it in, in grandma's room when I was trying to sleep. But as mm-hmm. far as like with the cleansing I just felt it like a little bit more in that bedroom and in the garage. Uh, but I totally forgot about that. I heard dad walking towards me and like, there's nobody there. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. yeah like, like you were talking about like a man or whatever. And I was like, why do I have this vague memory of like a man? Um, and now I don't know if it's cause you described him, but I almost feel like I can see him. Like a anyway. man or, well, because the thing is like I described a man, but I didn't just, I don't think I've ever said like an age because the thing is I never saw his face. Like I saw his body or I feel like I saw his body. Did you describe his clothes? Don't say it right now, but did I you may describe have, it? Okay. But I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. I'll have to go back and listen, but I guess like what I'm feeling or like imagining whatever yeah. is that like a white t-shirt and like blue jeans like yeah. boot cut and like a buzz cut and he's like he's pretty tan like we're pretty dark like morenito but mm-hmm. not like but like almost like he just works out in the sun a lot so he's like mm-hmm. you know got that like darker complexion yeah. do you feel like um, he's an older gentleman or like like mm, like i feel like as i get older i'm like 40s isn't that old uh maybe yeah like mid to late 40s uh possibly but i'm leaning as more like a no to early 50s Mm -hmm. but i would say mid to late 40s like 45 47 yeah because i like i feel like when i saw him he was kind of like hunched a little bit like or not hunched but um, almost kind of like beaten down, like he's just tired. He does know? look weathered, like yeah, like he's not. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how to. Yeah, like he's tired. I guess like yeah, you had it weathered, just not. There's no like. He's not like yeah, exactly. Like um, well, okay, so okay, so now this makes what I'm about like the experience. I know I just kind of glazed over it, but like that, I thought I heard Dad walking towards me Mm -hmm. because it was like feet shuffling and then like pants, like the I don't know if you can Mm -hmm. hear me do it, but like pants, like the cloth, you know, like pants rubbing together, like as you walk. And so I thought it was Dad coming up, like 
behind to the side of me kind of thing. Um, and so I turned to look. I don't drag my feet. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it was, yeah, I don't know. Cause like, it almost sounded like his like chunkless, like, I mean, not that he wears like flip flops, but you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like the the house shoes that he has, cause they're, Mm -hmm. you know, like rubber plastic or whatever, but I could hear that up against the tile. So that's why I thought it was dad. But like, I could totally see this man just kind of like slowly just like walking along, but like, cause he's just like tired and just like, yeah. And I think that's why I felt he was maybe a little bit older, but I mean, it could be, but he could be just, I mean, he could be a younger dude. That's just really, you know, beat to shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just feel like he was tired and he's just like, he was standing there. He was just like, Oh no, I get any chills. But (sighs) like, he was just standing there, but he's kind of like, Oh, like just exhausted. Kind of like, you like, know. this dude's, like, busting his ass, and I feel like he can't catch a break. And, yeah, like, if he is stuck, like, he's just kind of tired. I did, like, as I was trying to clear, you know, everything, just kind of call in Archangel Michael and be like, all right, like, there's a light. Go to the light. Like, you don't have to be here. Like, go be in peace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I don't know if yeah. if it worked or, you know. I don't think I've been to the house since. So I, I couldn't say, but, I mean, I, I'll definitely try and like see what's up see what's up yeah see uh, if i feel any difference or feel anything or how i felt or i guess a good thing would be to well they're gonna listen to this so i'm sure yeah they'll <laughs> give you a call as soon as this uh, as soon as they finish listening to this i uh, let you know you know give an update and stuff like that but yeah yeah we'll see uh so I will say I, though, oh, actually, ahead. sorry, just super duper 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 quick, because uh, we do need to get started. Uh, but uh, I, mean, I like, brought. Hmm? I was gonna say this is this could be we, technically we a story of high strangeness. Yeah, true, true. Uh, but no, I had brought uh, Florida water. Do you know what that? Mm. I think water I might have from Florida. No, oh. <laughs> it's, it's like a perfumey, like uh, almost like you could have used it like as an air freshener kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but it like very quickly became used as in, like yeah to protect and clear energy and stuff like that. So I had I had a brand new like bottle. I had opened it up just to smell it, and I was gonna take it to dad's. And then all of a sudden, I started smelling like the room. It kind of reminds me of uh, those like the purple little square gums that mom used to violet. Yeah, it's, it kind of smells that way, or mm. it did to me. And I'm like, why does the whole room smell like that gum? And then I went, I was going to do the cleansing and I went to go grab the bottle and it was completely empty. Like, I guess I didn't close it right or something, but it had spilled out. Yeah. So it just was all over the floor. So I was like, oops. Violet, Uh, violet. Your February candle has violet in it. It does. Um, Yeah. So recently I went to, or yeah, well, literally this from when I just came back yesterday from when we're recording this uh, from Houston and um, where, where were we at and why were we talking about that? I, I don't know why we started talking about this, but um, my brother-in-law started talking about how, um, oh, now I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't know if, if you guys remember, I, I don't know what episode it was. I'm sure it was on a story of high strangeness and it was probably a time when I went to Houston also. Uh, my One of my brother-in-laws, the one that lives in Houston, um, he said that uh, he really didn't like this one area where they do like um, the eyebrow, the microblading, because mm-hmm. he felt like there was somebody in there. 
And so mm-hmm. he, whenever he was like closing or something like that, he always, he never liked to look in the mirror towards that area because I guess he was always afraid that he was going to see, see somebody something. or something. Yeah. yeah. So on th- when we got there on Thursday, we stopped by, we stopped by there and uh, we were in the employee lounge area. Uh, my other brother-in-law, the one that lives over here uh, in Matamoros was up there with us. And he was standing in the doorway and then all of a sudden, like, he just kind of did this and he turns to us and he's like, did you all see anything? And I was like, no. And he goes, I swear to you, I just felt somebody like walk up behind me or like walk up next to me. And the funny thing is, is where he felt somebody walk up next to him or behind him, whatever, like he's the employee lounge is like where he was standing in the doorway, the next mm-hmm. door over, which is like, it's stuck. They're stuck together. Is yeah. that room mm-hmm. that my brother-in-law doesn't, or my other brother-in-law doesn't like. So he, he kind of freaked out. And so I told him about that. And then my brother-in-law was there and I asked him to tell his brother about it. And so he tells him, and then he starts saying, well, you know, what's crazy too is what happens to me. It's been happened to happening to me a lot lately is uh that i guess he's been having uh out-of-body experiences Mm. like i know he had mentioned this before but i think he thought it was like a one-off thing or it had happened a couple times but i guess since he told us about it he's been having more more experiences Mm -hmm. um so the way he describes it is obviously he's out like he's literally watching or looking at himself in the bed and then he he'll walk around the entire house and uh uh yeah so he he's like but he feels like he's he awake. feels like it's real yeah, yeah but he's he can see himself in the bed yeah the other thing too that he says that he sees his shadows like in the astral in the astral plane yeah. that he's in like he mm-hmm. says like he looks out the windows and like again i'm getting chills again talking about Ugh. it but like he says he'll look outside his bedroom window and he'll just see like shadows walking back and forth like outside of the of the Is there like a curtain though and he can't yeah. see mm-hmm. he's got yeah, a that curtain. Really? Oh, like, I just wanted to I just wanted oh. to like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know, maybe he shouldn't, but I'm yeah. interested to know what's behind that curtain. Well well the the thing is too is he said that he's also like in in this uh, kind of projection or in this other dimension or world or dream or whatever he's also gone to the restroom and then in like not gone to the restroom but like gone into the restroom yeah. and uh, there's a window that looks like looks out and you can see the neighbor's house and he says that he's looked through in the dream he's looked through that window and he'll also see like figures like kind of moving back and forth like in the neighbor's house like I don't know if inside the neighbor's house or like like mm-hmm. along the walls of the house or what, but he says like he sees things moving like that. And then he was even talking, he was even mentioning that uh, like, so they, they have two, pal- they have two Pomeranians and he says that their female Pomeranian will um, like, if he's looking in a direction, the Pomeranian will look in the same direction as he is. In the well, in, I'm, I'm in saying this, dream, like in quotes, yes. right? Like mm-hmm. this, like yeah, in this like yeah, out of body dimension, dimension dream yeah. experience, yeah. Okay, and she'll look in the same direction, and then that sometimes like, and then when he wakes up, he like the dog is like in his face, like on him, on his chest, like kind of just staring at him, like. 
and that she whenever he's in this kind of state that she's always touching him okay i feel like this dog and is I, like his huh okay no go ahead because i told him what i thought the dog was doing Oh, I'm interested. To- no, I want you oh. to say first, and then I'll let no, you know. I, I, I just, I feel like this dog's almost like his familiar, and mm. is kind of like a guide, like helping him mm. while he's in this state because, like, he probably, obviously, not necessarily that he's not supposed to be, but like he's new. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't realize it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so his dog's kind of like, all right, dad, and now let's go back to your body. And I push you down into it, like just to, or I don't know. That's yeah. just, I'm making shit up. But I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I told him that I feel like she's anchoring him. So like he doesn't get lost or he doesn't go too far, mm-hmm. you know, further doesn't than he's behind comf- the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> then he's comfortable yet because yeah. he says it's a weird, it's a weird experience and that like he's only been able to go dude i keep getting chills that when we keep talking about this but and i know it sounds so cliche but uh yeah he says that he he's never gone beyond the house um because he's he says that he's also scared because mm-hmm. like he's like afraid of what could happen or you know i guess of also getting lost or something well i mean i would definitely i don't know if he what he believes i guess too but mm-hmm. like uh whether it's like a family member or like guides or someone like ask for their help Mm -hmm. and see like if someone or something maybe the dog might start talking for fuck's sake but you know what i mean like something like or like honestly like maybe the dog is kind of like his guide but like instead of showing up as a human or like some sort of like being that might freak him out it's like i'm just your dog and like shows up as a dog because it's a little Mm -hmm. more easier to digest i guess you know yeah and maybe if he just looks at the dog like he could speak to it telepathically i don't know i don't know yeah just gotta try it out experiment because he was telling me too that he feels like he doesn't dream he's like i never dream and i'm like well you don't remember your dreams which is different mm-hmm. yeah i said hey i said what, what about these experiences he's like well these are the only things that like it happens and i can kind of remember you know what i mean i was like well then you need to journal them yeah like, i was gonna say you need to write, write them down. like write them down like whatever you experience in these like when you're in this state like just write it down and mm-hmm. like i'm sure you'll come you'll up with like, to remember. yeah mm-hmm. well that, i mean that's like basic like dreaming 101 like if you want to be able to lucid dream and like lucid dream like just remember or write down your dreams so. yeah so yeah i just thought it was something that you know we were talking about and he was you know he brought up and i was just like that's kind of dope dude like i know <laughs> you know not a lot of people can do that or or who people like i haven't heard of anybody that i know of that can do it and have done it multiple times you mm-hmm. know what i mean like maybe it's just been like a, oh i dreamt it and didn't really realize but he, it almost like he's he's aware that he's it's doing happening. it you yeah. know i mean i don't know if in the moment he realizes it but obviously he's aware because he's taught he's talking about it after the fact you know what i mean yeah, yeah and he's he saying that it's happened multiple times well yeah definitely needs to write it down and keep us updated because kind of want to know what those shadows are and it, and sure. it, it, I mean, shadows are always scary because they're shadows, but it could be just that like things can't 
fully form because or I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Um, mm-hmm. I've just I've just been told that, especially in dreams, like shadow people, especially if you start to uh, uh, astral project or like have out of body experiences, like uh, it seems scary, but shadows don't necessarily mean bad, bad things. Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Be interesting though. I hope there's an update on that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll try and ask about it, you know, later. I definitely feel like her family, my wife's family, uh, obviously, and her, her brothers and, and stuff like that, uh, they have some, some sort, of sort of abilities because, I mean, if the, cause the, that's not the first time my brother-in-law, the one that kind of said that he saw something kind of walk up uh, behind him, yeah. uh, he's mentioned things like that before. Um, my brother-in-law has, like I said, he's talked about doing the astral projection thing before. And like I said, he says that he has a feeling with that room. And then my wife has on multiple occasions told me she's, she actually recently told me, so I probably need to do a cleansing <laughs> here soon. Uh, actually probably this weekend. Um, but yeah, so, um, They're like dream walkers. Yeah, honestly. Um, because I, the nightmares, I didn't make that up. No, no, no. Like, oh, okay. No, because like, like I said, the the some like some of the times that, that she's had bad kind of nightmares, it's been in the house. Yeah. You know, and down there or something coming from down there. So I probably need to do a cleansing soon. And I, and then whenever I finish my like cleansing session, I always start it in this room, mm-hmm. and like kind of just get get it going. Kind of do a prayer to Michael first. Kind of just kind of you know kind of get things going and then i'll start moving throughout the house and then i always finish it or i always try and finish it in her room down there and just kind of do, do more out? prayers huh? do you take it back out the door yeah yeah like okay. the the just huh take what back out just every oh like you should end it like going out like open the front door kind of thing and like, oh yeah like, well because i go yeah. back i go out i go out to the backyard the back door yeah, okay. and I throw out the ashes back there. Okay. Yeah. They'll do the thing. Yeah. Definitely cleanse for sure. I will. Like I said, this weekend, going to cut the grass and cleanse the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should probably do the same. Not cut the grass, but cleanse the house. I'll pay someone to do that. Yeah. Cleanse the house or cut the grass? Cut the grass. Oh. We don't even have a lawnmower. Mm. We will when we actually own a house, not rent. Um, should I? I mean, I know that was essentially like one of your stories. Stories, yeah. So, in case anybody was like, "What the fuck? Are you guys gonna start?" We did. Yeah, so we, st- <laughs> in we started. Case like clear. Fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, um, but now, I mean, I guess technically I shared the whole like that mm-hmm. experience. That wasn't a whole lot, but um, but now here's one from from Reddit. Uh, this one is, oh, user deleted. So uh, I can't tell you. I swear I'm not like. Screenshots, just... baby. No, I. it's literally, I don't oh. know if you can see. It says, it literally says oh, like user deleted up top. I see. Like I see. the U slash and then deleted in. And brackets. Brackets, yeah. Uh, so this one is titled, I've witnessed paranormal activity since the age of seven. I'm 26 now and experience activity wherever I go. 
It started with my sister and a group of our friends playing with a Ouija board when we were younger. My sister and her friends were between the ages of 10 and 12, and I was just turning 7. My grandmother told me that because I was the youngest and the most innocent of the group, something latched to me. I have many stories to tell, but I'll tell some of the shorter stories unless you guys and girls are interested in hearing more. My mom saw a black figure, which looked like a person crawling on all fours with dislocated joints mm. coming down the hallway near one of my, uh, wearing one of my Halloween masks. And when my mom turned to face it, it disappeared. That's fucking horrifying, dude. I know, I know. I just like, oh yeah, some stories. And then bam, hits you with like that and like no, <laughs> no extra detail or like build up to it. It's just like, here, have this. Um, she screamed my name thinking it was me trying to scare her. When she saw that I poked my head out of the day room, uh, her face lost even more color. She had me go into my room and dig out a Halloween mask that was a skull faceplate with horns on top. <laughs> she said the figure was wearing it and she wanted it out of the house. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, on three separate occasions, my grandmother had woken up to a little boy wearing an early 19th century sailor suit. And when she looked closer at him, she could see that his skin was pale and his dark blue slash black and had dark blue slash black around his eyes and lips. Another time I was playing with my dog by throwing a blanket over my head and he would pull the blanket off. Uh, <laughs> I'm not liking any of these fucking stories. I know. And that's why people were like, you need to share more. So I need to. Well, I guess I can't look because they deleted their username. So I don't know. Uh, another time I was playing with my dog by throwing a blanket over my head and he would pull the blanket off. My dog started to whimper and cry. And before I could take the blanket off to see what was wrong, I heard a deep raspy male's voice breathe heavily in my ear and then exhale. My dog then proceeded to freak out and bark. <laughs> These are the shorter stories I have. The rest are long enough to make a movie or a thick chapter in a book. If you're interested in them, you can type them all out. But I, yeah, there's no link to the other ones. But even, yeah, just that first one right off the bat with the the dog or not the dog, the, the thing with like dis dislocated uh, joint. I could see I can that imagine, too, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And then I got picture with long hair, like long, stringy, scraggly hair. Like I don't uh, like it. Sad. Yeah, it was a gross one <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, let me let me read Christians. Unless okay. you wanted to read it, uh, no, you're good. So this guy, the guys, was a Christian. I believe it was Faldi. Sounds right. Uh, he was our our guest, and he actually um, was the first person to talk to us about the Michael teachings. Oh, that's right. And then he yeah. was the one that actually, I believe, he introduced us to to Troy for the yeah. from that also that went into more depth about the Michael teachings with us. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Christian recently. Well, no, that's not true. Last month he reached mm -hmm. out to us uh, while Michelle was in Ireland, um, and he shared this with us, and he uh, gave us permission to go ahead and uh, share this as well. So. I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. It says, it's an email. It says, hey, guys, was doing a binge of your podcast and just wanted to share something. Thanks, my, th thanks, Christian. <laughs> uh, 
I think when we talked, I had mentioned that my mom was going on hospice and she died last year on 10 20 2023. Rest in peace. Uh, I think he meant 22, but yes, rest in peace. Uh, our condolences. Uh, we know it must, that must have been very difficult for you. So uh, we do send our condolences. Uh, He says, about two weeks before she passed, she had an event that we thought was going to take her. I remember trying to visualize her room, and I saw her laying there and shadow her trying to get up. I guess there was a shadow figure standing standing nearby. And he has standing in uh, quotation marks. I say shadow because it's what I saw. However, there was no malevolence or anything like that. Just patience and kindness. Pretty sure it was... (sighs) Pretty sure it was a psychopomp or angel of death. So Shadow Mom tries to get up and does. The Shadow reaches out a hand to help her stand. Shadow Mom seeing this Shadow uh, and panics and literally wiggled back into her body. She did not pass then. This whole scene from my perspective was like looking down from the ceiling through a tube. Like remember as kids using like paper towel rolls of spy glasses it was kind of like that i could see exactly what i was looking at and everything peripheral was just black moving forward the monday and tuesday so 10 17 and 10 18 at about 11 central standard time it felt like someone hit me with a hammer right in the middle of the forehead it felt like a throbbing or pulsing i remember both times being surprised and then tried to relax and focus on telling my mom that it was okay it's okay to go we will be fine as I did so, that pulsing gradually subsided. Did have a hell of, did have a hell of a headache after the first one. Wednesday, I just remember feeling peaceful. Sister and mom lived in San Diego, and I live in St. Louis. I'm on the phone with my boss Thursday afternoon about one-ish. My sister called me from San Diego and saying my mom passed away at about 12.30 Pacific Standard Time. Of course, there is usual stuff that happens after you cry, uh, after you cry, laugh, etc. My sister handled everything because she was there. The m- memorial service got scheduled for November 27th. Before the service, I did another exploration from channeled info from Michael. We all have a landing place on the astral when we cross. I Can sat I- and tried. Huh? Was is this the message from Michael? Not yet. No. Oh, okay. I sat and tried to imagine what my mom's landing place was like. At first, I got mine, so it took a minute. I saw mom sitting in church. Music was playing. I saw her get up and sing, which, because of her health conditions, she hadn't been able to do at all for decades. On November 22nd, I asked Michael about it. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. So this was um, his question and the response. Uh, that he received. So Christian asked, "You have spoken before. Uh, you have spoken before about each of us having a place on the on the astral that was first that we first appear in after death. That it can become visible to us in time of great stress as essentially a safe space." My mom died on October twentieth of this year. I kept thinking about what her place would look like. The word sanctuary kept coming up. As very as a very religious person. I kept seeing her praying in church or seeing singing in the choir. How accurate was the line of imagine, imaginative inquiry? And then at Emmy Entity, so I guess Michael Entity, 
uh, but it's at me entity m entity. From what we can see, this is quite accurate. So this is the channel that uh, I guess this is a person that channeled Michael, and this is a message that they received. Uh, from what we can see, this is quite accurate. This landing space was full of harmonious vocalize, vocalizing that was so beyond what could have been heard in the life with physical ears that the experience was transformative. By this, we mean that a cleansing of a of any residue of confusion or grief was lifted and out of the astral body and moved like sparkling stars moving in the, in on the multiple layers of harmonies. This was of such great comfort that the emotional body was strong and curious and curious quite quickly records that we access are stored in layers so to speak so that those records that are quite in intimate and personal are closest to the individual literally and those that contribute to the entity and beyond are more accessible and in a shared space and time the landing space of an individual fragment can often be difficult difficult for us to see and describe because it is not banked in shared records but carried forward with the individual in their own records. We can see that your vision was quite close to what we can see from the records. And then he goes on. Time passes. The usual grieving thing happens. You hear a song or see something or look through old pictures and the tears come. I noticed within the last month or so that much of, the, much of my grieving was over for now. A few nights ago, I had a dream when I, where I talked to my mom. In the dream, we were sitting in something like an open-air cafe. There were overstuffed couches and pillows, and everything was very brightly colored. Imagine something like a Moroccan or an Andalusian style, then like a French bistro. Mm. Several people were there, and she was laughing and talking. She appeared in humanish form. Her body was made of prismatic gems or crystals. No matter how she or I moved, she appeared like a living crystal rainbow with the rainbow colors in proper order. It felt like a party in celebration of her. She is happy. Anyway, feel free to share or not on your podcast. Listening to Mike to Michelle talk about how your grandmother came to her aid in the Michelle 2 episode and reminding about grandma visiting Michelle in a dream uh, just prompted me to share this. Sometimes aid can be someone letting you know they are better than okay. Keep us, uh, keep up the good work, Christian. That's kind of visitation I need, damn it. <laughs> like a, just a closure of like, hey, look, I'm good. My body's made of crystals and rainbows. Yeah. You know? But that, no, that's, that was beautiful. And, I, and I'm glad that he, he had that closure yeah because i mean that's i guess maybe not for everybody but at least i know it's something that i want so mm -hmm. yeah all right well this one also swear to god user deleted <laughs> i i promise but i mean you you can find them by the titles too so it's not like i'm trying to keep it a secret you can fact check me. It's, it says deleted. Um, but this one is titled My Own Experience of the Crisis Apparition. So a few years ago, I was busy engaged. Oops. So a few years ago, I was busily engaged in packing up kitchen stuff since we were moving houses. It was then that I smelled the unique aroma of pipe tobacco smoke. Mm. Just as I, yeah, just as I registered this, I heard my grandpa say, you right, son? From right behind me. I spun around hoping to see him only to find empty air. 
I say I hope to see him because the chances of him having been there are slim because he was on the other side of the world back in the UK. Needless to say, I was a little spooked, but got on with it. The next day, we were unpacking stuff into the new house when the phone rang. My dad went in and a few minutes later called us all inside. Grandpa. Yeah, it had been my auntie calling to say that my granddad had died suddenly of a massive heart attack. When I heard, I felt a shiver run up my spine. What are the odds? Furthermore, he died while smoking a cigarette, mm. not a pipe, which oh. he would which he would smoke on Sundays. Um, <laughs> the pipe or the cigarette? The pipe, I guess. Oh. I may not have been the only one to have a visit, as my dad said a short while after that when driving back to the new house along windy country roads that he felt like granddad was with him and asked, where the bloody hell are you taking me, son? According to my aunties, psychic stuff like this runs in the family, and my great-grandma used to call it the spooky woos. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) The spooky woos. The spooky woos. So there it is, my experience with what I think was my granddad visiting me around the time of his death. It was short, I know, but I don't know. I just. I'd say so. It was cute. Um, I like pipe tobacco smoke smell. Smells good. I feel like especially like being into the paranormal and stuff like if that happened. Like I heard someone's voice who's like not supposed to be there. Let's say like I heard your voice. Mm -hmm. I'd be like something's wrong. And I'd probably keep calling you until you answered. Or it could be a mimic. Well, then you no, would call, would. and then you'd be like, no, I'm fine. And then yeah. I would freak out, like, oh, shit, it's inside the house or some shit. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Or I would call you, like, you hear my voice, and then, like, 10 seconds later, you get a phone call from me. All right. So I, I got this one. Actually, um, I don't remember uh, when I screenshotted this, but it was way before today. Um, it was kind of crazy, too. Uh, this is, um, I am not religious, but it's hard to deny there's more to this world after hearing about the story of my, uh, my aunt not wanting my mother to have children. This is by medium underscore small underscore man, G-A-R. He writes, Ugh. Jesus, our family is from Portugal and my mother had a lot of issues when it came to having children. My parents tried for three years to have children and had multiple babies that all died in a in the womb. Ugh. Not a womb, but the womb, his mother's womb. Doctors weren't very sure uh, what was going on, and the miscarriages were extremely sudden. One of the babies went on to live until 12 weeks and was healthy according to all reports, and in a couple of days, he died in the womb. My mother was raised Catholic, as were 99% of Portuguese people back in the day. She only resorted to medical opinions, but after losing this baby, she was so desperate that she turned to a local medium and tried to go the spiritual route. In Portugal, mediums are known to help with this sort of stuff, but everyone knows that they are fraudsters who scam people out of huge sums of money and usually people only turn to them in desperation. This medium didn't want money or anything in return, ever. She helped local people because she wanted to. This medium told my mom the reason she couldn't bear children was because someone in her family was actively against it behind closed doors. Someone in our family didn't want my mother to have children. 
because of jealousy or envy, either because of jealousy or envy or simply out of pure evil. The medium informed my mother it had to be it had to be someone who was aware of my mother's intentions of having a kid, and my mother instantly thought of my aunt as the culprit. My aunt, my father, my dad's brother's wife, mm. was one of the few that knew what was going on. And curiously, when my mother told her she wanted to have children, guess what happened? Not even a few months later, my aunt was pregnant and my cousin was born. The medium told my mother to pray every day to a local saint known as Dr. Sousa Martins. Uh, this saint is very well known in Portugal and is known for his miraculous cures and for assisting people with medical problems. The medium also told my mother to never speak of her pregnancy with anyone except for my father. Truth is, my mother started praying every night to the saint and said for a full year she never once talked about her pregnancy issues even when she was pressed by my aunt multiple times. My mother finally got pregnant with my older brother after a year or so, and when he was around 14 weeks old, she started losing amniotic fluid, and my mom thought she would lose another child. Thankfully, that day, the doctors told her it was just a small loss and the baby was just fine. She was sent home to rest, and that night she got a phone call from my aunt. My aunt told my mother... And this is the part that sends shivers down my mm. spine. She saw the image uh, or Dr. Sousa, Sousa Martins in her bathroom mirror in the morning and ran outside her house screaming and stayed outside all day until my uncle arrived later that day from work. Now, my aunt never knew my mother went to this medium. She never knew my mother was praying to the saint every mm. night. Nobody but my father, who obviously didn't say anything, knew about this stuff. My aunt saw this specific saint on a mirror looking at her in the eyes that day is what baffles me. As I said, Dr. Sousa Martins is a famous, miraculous saint. But what are the odds of all this happening and on the same fucking day? It's absolute insane. Uh, it's absolutely insane, and my father confirms this happened, and so does my do my grandparents, who confirm my aunt says she was in there in her mirror. My mother says my aunt was crying, and she could hear the tremble in her voice. On that phone call, my mother felt a rush of confidence because she felt protected, and told my aunt she was pregnant of fourteen weeks, and my aunt went silent. She says the phone call was very weird and uncomfortable from then on. My aunt to this day doesn't know my mother resorted to a medium and they aren't on good terms anymore. After that faithful day, my mother never again had issues with having kids and I have two brothers and two sisters. Everyone is healthy. I'm not religious, but the story always made me question what more there is to this world. And then somebody said, your supposed aunt caused, uh, got scared because she's evil. Saints don't have any mercy yeah. on evil people, especially those who know what they are doing. And then the OP said, well, if oh you believe God, in... Bumps. Sorry. <laughs> uh, OP said, well, if you believe in auras, hers is definitely a negative and dark one. The type of person that enters room and makes everyone inside feel heavier and sadder, etc. Mm. And then the, the commenter uh said again she definitely she's definitely an evil person no doubt about that 
but yeah, that's crazy. Did I? It made me remember, and I might have already mentioned this, but did you know that mom found out that she was pregnant with me through a psychic? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. she went to go see a psychic about other things, and they're like, "Oh, and by the way, you're pregnant with a little girl." My mom's like, "No, not." And then surprise. And I said, that's why I'm into all this witchy shit and paranormal and psychics and mediums. And it's like, you literally found out about me through a fucking psychic. Yeah. That that's was, crazy, dude. Right? Surprised she didn't share that on the podcast. Well, again, she didn't even know she had a story or two or five <laughs> or 10. Fucking astral projecting and shit. Yeah, I know. It's an Easter egg, guys. You'll find out. In, in like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> um, this one is slightly on the longer side. Not slightly. It is on the longer side compared to the other two that I, I uh, just read. But this was the creepiest one. I thought, hopefully it's not just a creepypasta. But... And I honestly, I don't know what's going on. Literally all the users are deleted of the three that I read today. That's weird. Um, okay, so this one's called My Aunt's Ex-Boyfriend. I've been told this by several... Bleh. I've been told this by several different people. I believe it for that reason and a few others. This is a story. When my grandma left my abusive grandpa many years before I was born, she moved herself and two of her three daughters, my mom and aunt, into a new house. My aunt met a guy and they started dating. He was what you would call a greaser, hot rod driving, leather jacket wearing, greased back hair, having dude. Uh, this would have been the early 70s. Most nights. Greaser in the 70s. Right? It's more 50s. But I mean, there's still like the rockabilly style. Mm, that's true. Around. Um, most nights he would park down the street and walk to her bedroom window, tap on it, and she would let him in through it. Her bedroom was at the back of the house and the driveway was gravel. And it went past my mom's bedroom. My mom told me every time he did it, she would hear his boots crunching in the gravel as he walked by. Not very subtle. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Uh, they would do whatever they did. And he'd climb back out the window and leave. Somehow she eventually met uh, who would become Danny Zuko. Somehow she would eventually meet who would become my uncle. And they're still married. And she broke things off with this guy. He didn't take it well. One night, mm. he stopped to buy and tapped on the window. She let him in, and they talked for over an hour, and he left. The phone rang in the living room, and she went out to answer it. Her friend was on the other end, sobbing. She told my aunt that he had killed himself. He drove around in his hot rod with a buddy, drinking liquor and shooting mailboxes. They pulled into a convenience store parking lot, and he shot himself in the face. Jesus my aunt Christ, said yeah. my aunt said that that was impossible. He had just left her house. She looked up and saw him standing outside staring at her through the living room window with blood oh, all dude. over his face. I just got chills, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Before you said the whole blood on the face thing, you just standing outside and like it literally started from up here and I just felt it go down my face and all the way down my left side. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I say this crazy. I'm right. Uh, she screamed, obviously, and woke everyone in the house, and he disappeared. My aunt told them that night what had gone on and that he was 
that was the only time she ever spoke about it. I've asked her a couple of times to tell me and she wouldn't. Grandma and mom eventually told me about it years later at different times. From then on, my mom would hear his boots crunching in the gravel every night and my aunt would hear him tap on the window. It got so bad for my aunt that she begged my mom to switch rooms. They did and my mom heard the tapping on the window. Also, my grandma told me they'd always find his his brand of cigarette butts in the ashtrays and only he smoked them. A few other things happened in the house before they moved. Like my grandma woke up one morning an inch from the ceiling. The fuck? When she screamed, the bed fell back to the floor. Not even just her, the whole ass fucking bed. Jesus. Uh, Back in 2008 or so, I happened to deliver pizza to that house. I asked the woman if anything strange went on there and she froze. Why would you ask that? Sorry. (laughs) So fucked up. Can you imagine if a pizza yeah. delivery person came and was like, uh, I used to live here. Anyway, she said that the back room window got tapped on all the time, as well as knocking on the side door. Even though the driveway was paved, she would hear the sound like boots on all, boots on it all the time. Her husband worked nights, so she didn't he didn't believe her or the kids, but she said almost every night something happened there. Uh let's see, it says edit. Thanks, everyone, so much for the comments. I spoke to my mom about this, and she informed me some of the facts were wrong. So apparently my grandma told me these other things. This is what my mom said. His name was Joe, and after he killed himself, my aunt got a call from her friend who told her. And my aunt looked up and saw him looking through her bedroom window with the blood all over his face. He did not apparently talk to her for an hour after he died. Although, if this is going to turn into a multi-million dollar movie franchise, he did, because that's creepier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's still, I mean, that's like Uh, literally the creepiest part of the fucking story, so. Was him being there after he, like, you realize that he's already been shot. Yeah, so, I mean. Or shot Still fucking scary, yeah. Also, uh, (sighs) Grandma didn't wake up on the ceiling. Her blankets were laying on the ceiling. And her bed was shaking badly. That's still fucking That's creepy. Still fuck- I know. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You got those. Those those are wrong. It's like, let me just. Still worse. Like eh, Grandparents embellish sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. And mom said that they never had any creepy things happen there before he died. So, like, it all happened after. After. Wow. Yeah. Last and interesting tidbit. When my grandma met her last husband, she moved in with him and sold the house to my aunt, who got married to my uncle and started having kids in the house. They eventually needed to upgrade to a bigger house and moved out in the early 80s. I barely remember going there to visit a couple of times when I was a kid. Sorry for the misinformation. (laughs) I mean, again, still. uh, Minor details. Yes, yes, yes. Minor, major details, but minor details. (laughs) I just Still fucking creepy. Yeah, like I wanted to give you the full impact that I had reading it, and then yeah. then it kind of dies off a little bit. But uh, to yes and no, like it's still creepy. But I mean, um, when we brought up the whole him standing in the doorway again, or in the in front of the window staring at her again, like I still got like a real like quick twinge yeah. on my left side again. It's yeah, it's just creepy. So creepy. Yeah, but that's all I got. I was gonna read another one, but um, I think. Oh. No, I think I think we need to end it on that one. I think I'll save this one depending on what happens for the next uh for the next one.
So if you guys would like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us, especially if you're in Sweden. And if you leave a review, we will we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. We also have stickers if you guys are into those. There's also a donate button if you really, really want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the Contact Us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of I strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well, just like Christian did. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. To you. Now this is actually the end.